Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. So who are you picking to win the World Series? Royals, of course, but we'll see how that goes. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code that's BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey there, Marcus Dash here, co host of Chief Concerns. At the conclusion of this episode, please make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast right here on YouTube. And for all you listeners out there, please be sure to give us a five-star review on any of the platforms you use to listen to us. I want to thank you all for listening to us throughout the season, and we look forward to engaging with you all throughout the offseason. Enjoy the episode. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our guy, former tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how you doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? How's it going? How you doing? Can't complain, man. Uh, NBA playoffs start. Uh, well, the playing games have already started, but NBA playoffs start on Saturday. So Sixers got the Raptors. So uh, kind of days to that. And hopefully I uh, hopefully I can see my my other sports team go to a championship. That'd be nice to have Chiefs and then the Sixers a couple years later. So that'd be uh, that's what I'm praying for. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. How are things going with you? I see, I see you're wearing the Royals cap. You're ready for baseball. Wearing the Royals cap. This is just, you know, it's kind of uh, – Opening up the season, you know, with the with the guys, you know, with the Royals coming out, uh, I kind of figured I'd put my hat on, man, show support. Um, and the thing is, like, you know, of course, when I was out there, I was a big, you know, Sweeney fan, all those guys, because we all played, you know, around the same time. And, you know, all those guys, you, you know, those guys on other in other sports. Uh, but, you know, I still got love for KC. Matter of fact, one of my, my good friends here actually is, uh, is a farm, was a farm team of, of of the Royals. Wow. Uh, I think he, he ended up being like with the Astros. So he, he ended up winning like the world series with the, with the Royals and then with the Astros. So wow. he switched up. So I, I was like, man, that's, that's, that's beautiful. So he, he had a chance to go out uh, and, and enjoy Kansas city, go to the whole, uh, the ceremony and whatnot. And, and, and he really enjoyed it. So, you know, hats off to the, to the Royals. Matter of fact, I plan on being out there next month to come out there for a game, hopefully. And maybe like an ambassador weekend, getting out there and and enjoying the Royals, man. So I'm going to bring this beautiful blue hat, Royal blue out that way, man. So nice. Nice. Yeah. Have some, have, have a, have a hot dog and uh, some Cracker Jacks or something. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm I'm, I'm got, I got too old. Stay away from hot dogs. All right. (laughs) 
Like, you don't know what's in that meat. Shoot. It, it's uh-huh. true. It's true. And then yeah. nothing, nothing worse than going to a uh, baseball game and having the hot dog breath and hot dog burp. Ugh. Oh. Ah. <laughs> um, Bad memories. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, especially taking a date on a, a to a baseball game and and you know coming out coming out as you're talking, it's like oh man, like <laughs> try try to blow it away. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, a, a lot of stuff to get into this week. Um, we uh, we've noticed on the YouTube channel and uh, in our tweets, there's been a, a, a lot of you guys are concerned about Nicole Harmon not going to the Texas camp. So we're going to begin our first uh, our first concern tonight uh, with that. So last week we talked about the show about all the pass catchers going uh, to Texas with Mahomes. We highlighted the absence of Michael Harden and Travis Kelsey because those were the hot topic names last week that weren't there. Obviously, Kelsey has rapport with Mahomes. No one was worried about that. But Harden wasn't there um, at least the start of it, uh, based on the photos and the, and the pictures and, the, and all the stuff we saw from the camp. But Harden did uh, Harden and Kelsey did show up. Um, and along with MVS and Dieter, all the guys who weren't there last week did show up eventually. Um, and basically the entire assortment of guys were there. Uh, so Jason, what do you got to say about McCall Harmon and Kelsey joining the other guys? And what do you say to the fans who are dogging on Harmon uh, for not being down there initially? Uh, hey man, beautiful. Hats off to him. I, you know, Hey, th- th- these are guys who, who want to get better. These are guys, like I said before, are professionals. And so as a professional, uh, you develop. And, and it's the same thing. Like when you first get into the league, maybe you don't understand as, as far as like what it takes to become better. And sometimes that dedication. Uh, and it's easy for us to, to, you know, put blame and speculate what a guy's doing with his time, right? Well, he's not over here where he's not doing. Listen, we, we got to understand that, you know, we, we're regular guys. Okay. We have families just like everybody else. And so, I know everybody was like, well, you know, he, he, he had the whole winter office. Look, he, he just got finished. If you think about it, you know, about a month or so ago. So you're trying to get your body to heal. You, you, you're working on your, your mental stability. You know, you just want to. And like I said, I'm, I'm a big person that believes that you sometimes you just got to get away from the game. You don't want to overtrain. Sometimes it's just getting that break. Right. To, to, to refresh and everything that you need to. And so if you could get together before camp starts or the OTAs and, and, you know, before the draft, then fine. Uh, but like I said, I didn't want to look too, too much into it because I understand. I, I get it. I get it. Look, we have families. We have obligations. There's things that we, we've already committed to. And sometimes when something comes up, it's like, hey, you know what? This guy got to be here. And somebody who, who's like, this, he's not over here. He's not doing this. He's not trying to get better. I just don't buy into it. Uh, and not saying that that can't happen. Uh, and not saying that, you know, McCall wasn't, you know, at prior camps or whatever, get guys getting together. But the thing is, he's here now, him and Travis both. And so I think that shows dedication on their part saying, like, look, you know what? Let's get up here and catch up with the guys. Hey, hey, Pat, I'm not able to get here right now. But I tell you what, here's my schedule. You're still throwing. You're going to be out here, you know, maybe Thursday, Friday, whatever the day is. Hey, I'll be there. And that's why I say the next the next session they have, they're going to be there. And so um, that that's promising. And I, and I, I think that's how it should be. Uh, so I, I try not to put too much stake into, you know, looking at a guy about what he's doing with his time. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the reality. You know, it's his time. 
but we want to make sure that during what he's doing with his time is getting better. So even if he's not with those guys getting better, hopefully he's over here and he's working out, he's running routes, uh, he's doing everything that he needs to do to still get him his body in shape, his mind in shape, uh, and his spirit in shape. And so I think that's just one of those things that uh, we can criticize, but we don't we don't quite know. We don't quite know. So good good for him showing up, man. And I've seen uh, not just McCole was there, but like you said, Travis and also uh, MVS. I've seen you know uh, Scantman was there. So hey, these guys are rolling. I think they understand. They they understand. This is what you have to have in the room. This is part of the dedication. Everybody's got to be on the same page. Why not start to try to get that report everything right now? So, I, look, I get it while people say those things. But, you know, hey, look, man, we got we got normalized like everybody else, too. Yeah, 100 percent. We talked about it last week about, you know, normal people go on vacation, take their PTO, their pay time off. You know, that is the, this is the off season, you know, and I know it is the NFL and you guys get paid millions. But like. People need time off. If people need time away from it, they're going to get burnt out. They're going to hate their job, just like normal people, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Um, actually, I saw a funny uh, tweet today. I think I might have sent it to you, but it was Baker Mayfield was on a podcast, and he was talking about, because I wish I could go to some people's, uh, normal people's cubicles and like cha- and say that you suck to them and, and say and say bad things to them like they say to us. <laughs> and, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but having Harmon there, because like we talk about like, Obviously, Josh Gore was on the team last year, but he was only, you know, for a couple of games, right? He was, he was a newbie. Um, McCall Harmon is the, the most se- se- senior, yeah, the most the most veteran receiver we have now. And ha- to the other, the new guys who were at this camp, uh, having Harmon there, and, and actually one of the videos that, uh, that, that Mahomes posted on his page, you actually see Kelsey talking to Corey Coleman, and it was a quick cut. It was like, it was like a 45-second video, but you see him, like, telling him, like, you know, like he's obviously mm-hmm. talking about route running with him, having that veteran yeah. presence there from Harmon and Kelsey, who were both guys who have been in this offense. How how big of a deal is that uh, for these guys who are there right now? Uh, well, I mean, it's huge, and, and and like you said, veteran in the sense of like the, being in this system, right? Being at the Chiefs, understanding how everything operates, how it works, terminology, uh, what they're expecting out of you, you know, running routes, finding windows and holes. Uh, and that's that's huge, and so what it does is when you have uh, guys that's experienced, um, what they're doing is just kind of giving you knowledge and information that you can utilize. So now all of a sudden, the turnaround as far as getting getting ready, getting prepared into what you need to do as soon as camp rolls, you kind of understand it. You know what the coaches are expecting out of you. And so, hey, with those guys there, they like, look, you know, when we run this this route, there's a couple plays that we run like this. This is what they're looking for uh, out of this route. And so uh, where you may run, I don't know, 10 to 12 yards, or whatever route, we'll just say, I don't know, come back, whatever you want to do. Um, this is how we kind of do it, and this is how they teach it. And so when you hear the coaches, this is what the coaches are thinking. This is what they, they're expecting. This is what they want to see. And so it helps a guy out who's coming from different systems, different terminologies. It's like, oh, okay, I get you. So like I said, it, nobody wants to be robotic. Uh, you want to be a, a player, but you want to put your spin on it. You want to use your athleticism. You want to be able to be, you know, Corey Coleman or MVS or Josh Gordon within the system of what they do. And so uh, it's one thing to be able to run a route, but you got to be able to run the route at the way McCole Harmon runs his route the best. Josh Gordon runs a route his best. Juju runs the, the route his best. And so that's how it works. And, and especially, you know, with 15 still on the ball, he's going to tell you, look, this, this is how I'm looking. And I've seen him also to kind of give him direction on maybe the flight of the ball 
or, you know, a lot of it is kind of like angles. And so sometimes when you might run a corner route, you know, guys are looking for, you know, deeper routes and maybe put it on me right here in, in this, in this zone, in this coverage. Uh, and so that's kind of like what they're talking about. So he's, he's learning these guys, you know, the integral parts of them, right? The tendencies. And that, that's a beautiful thing. This offense, man, is going to, I'm, I'm telling you, with these guys getting together and getting a jump on it, uh, it, it just, it, it's just so encouraging to me that I see that they, they got a mind to make sure that they're not going to falter because we lost a huge weapon in Tyreek Hill, right? And they're like, look, we got we to be able to step up. and We got to make sure that everybody is pulling their weight in here. Right. So we can't slough off. We can't say, hey, well, you know, hey, look, we lost Tyree Keel. We're going to be better in two or three years after we get a guy here. No, we got guys here now. We need to go ahead and produce now. Day one, we are here rolling. And so that's that's like I said, that's professional. That's how these guys are supposed to do it. So I love the veteran presence with those guys coming in. So, you know, and plus, like I said, with Juju and MVS playing with Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, look, they, they, they already know. They know what they need to do, you know, so it's just instruction now. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and, and you know, having those guys there. Um, and also like, yeah, you know, if you look at this team for the last four years, right. The, uh, the biggest vocal leader was, uh, Tyron Matthew. Um, and we, we you know we, we had, and now Kelsey, he was, he was, Kelsey's always been a, a leader on the team, but now he's probably going to take him and Mahomes are going to take even more of uh you know, more of that vocal leader without a guy like Tyron Matthew. And, um, and it's good to have them uh, doing off-season workouts with the new pass catchers. And that also takes us a segue into our, our next topic, which is Tyron Matthew, um, who is no longer with the team anymore. Uh, but last week, uh, he did an interview with the Kansas City Stars, uh, Sam McDowell, um, where he revealed that he was really heartbroken to, to, to leave Kansas City um, and not be offered the contract that you know we offered Justin Reed. Um, but there have been some chief fans on Twitter uh, were not didn't really like some of his answers Um mainly to say he said his heart really wasn't in it last year when he knew that it was pretty much like he wasn't going to be coming back next year and it really impacted his play. Um, yeah. And, you know, playing without the emotion that he usually has, that, that fun juice that he had. He said he didn't really, didn't really have it when he knew the kind of writing was on the wall that he wouldn't be coming back to Kansas City, um, mm-hmm. which, which is sad because in this day and age, players don't – you don't really see it where like players really lo- like love a city, right? Where like they, they want to be there. And he said he has a kid. He doesn't he doesn't want to move anymore. And you know he, you, no. you you play the league, you know, so you know all about this stuff. So being a former NFL player and a Chiefs player specifically, what did you uh, take away from Tyron Matthew and this interview? Uh, man, you know, to be honest, uh, I read the article and you know I, I heard a, a, a lot of kind of the criticism uh, about him. Uh, and it was one one person on Twitter had, had said something about like, you know, should we give him a pass or why are we giving him a pass? And, you know, immediately I, I went to the article just to see what was going on, what was being said. And so after reading the article, I actually became an even bigger fan of, of Tyron Matthew. I, I mean, for real, just for the simple fact that sometimes you you don't quite get to understand the depth of a player. And what these things mean. And so kind of where he is with this whole thing, like after reading it, going through it and digesting it all, I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I know exactly how he feels. I know exactly how he feels. And so it it probably hit home to me because there's a lot of athletes, a lot of players that that feel this way. 
for whatever reason at different times, right? You know, especially in contract year. And this is the, the whole part of the NFL business. That's that's the business aspect. Um, and, and the thing is, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that wears his emotion on his sleeves. He goes out there and he gives it his all. And so I, I know people were kind of being critical of it, but here's the thing. Like I'm reading an article and he was just talking about, you know, what was lost was maybe the seasoning, you know, the, the flavor of the winning and all of that, because he has so much on his mind thinking about, you know, the contract being in limbo about what I'm, where am I going to be? What am I going to do? Right. I want to get this contract done because I want to be here. And I got to get out here on the field and I got to smile. I got to motivate guys. I got to do all these different things. Right. But also, too, I, I got to think about, you know, his interests because Chiefs are thinking about theirs. And so, I, look, I don't know as far as like the contract negotiations, everything. None of us really do. We just know that it didn't really work out like they wanted to. Uh, and, and look, not saying either party is right or wrong in this. Right. I'm not saying the Chiefs are wrong or, or you know, he's wrong. But I think we got to be able to afford him some amount of grace because this this is the reason why when we talk about trust and loyalty and honesty, these things mean something. We're talking about virtues and, and you know, how these things, how we feel about them. Uh, and look, he was just saying that part of his thing that his his passion, his heart uh, was waning. He still wanted to win. He look. He didn't abandon not one play out there on the field. He didn't take really like no playoff, right? He might be measuring certain things, but he his makeup, he's not built like that. He's not built to just quit on his team and just fell on guys. He, that's not who he is. And you could just tell that because of what he's been throughout his career and what he shows all the time. And we know he works hard all the time. The thing is, it's just like any other uh, relationship is where I look at it. Sometimes when you're not appreciated, you don't feel appreciated. And I think it's where he was kind of going through. He was like, you know, some of the criticism, right, that he ended up falling into, you know, with, you know, some uh, people on Twitter and whatnot and, and being uh, critical of some of his play and things he was saying and just you know, saying that fans were toxic and whatnot. Right. Look, he should have never got into that beef at all. OK, but here's a guy who is passionate, wears his heart, like I said, his heart on his sleeve. And he's voicing his opinion because he's just like, look, man, I'm, I'm out here trying to get my all. I'm trying to win. I, I want to be here. This I'm dedicated. I got my foundation, uh, you know, all, you know, stamped and etched into the city. You know, I'm doing things here because this is my home. This is where I want to be. And he, he talked about his son was taking it hard because, you know, obviously when you bring your families in, you know, you 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 definitely uh, plant yourself in the community. That's what ends up happening. And so. Man, I, I, I felt for the guy and I became a bigger fan. Look, I, I've always been a bigger fan because he, he's just a, good, a great player in itself. Right. But I'm, I'm just I was a bigger fan now of the man in it, you know, in itself. Right. Because the thing is, this thing has so many layers to it. People have so many layers. They, I mean, they really do. And it doesn't matter if it's his life or somebody who's watching this this program. Everybody has layers to their life. You know, it is not necessarily black and white in these days. There's a lot of nuance into the, how these things work out. And especially in the NFL business, everything is not necessarily hunky-dory. Let me put it that way, right? And that's the bad part of the business because sometimes they got to go in their own, their own interest. They got to do the interest of the organization. He's got to do the interest of his family. I get it. And sometimes those things don't work out. Uh, but it, to me, it's almost likening it to a, uh, to a relationship. 
right? And we've always, all of us, I'm sure, has been on the, either the receiving end or the giving end of being in a relationship that maybe lasts too long or it's over, right? But the other person might be dedicated and loyal to like, hey, man, everything is going great. And <laughs> the grapes don't turn real sour, right? The, the, the love ain't in the air anymore. That relationship is, is not what it used to be. And so sometimes you don't realize like, well, how come this person's not loving me anymore? Like they, like they should. I'm still doing the same thing. And that person's ready to move on. That's how I look at it. It was like a relationship. It really was. And so that's why he was so heartbroken. So when he's using words like this, like heartbroken and whatnot, that's when people feel like they were lied to. They were deceived. They were felt like, like I said, no, no loyalty to him for the things that he did. And so uh, I felt for the guy. I know I, I said a whole lot, but I know exactly how he feels because I've, I've been in the business. I've played it for 12 years and I had to, you have to separate yourself from the business because sometimes it's just a hard pill to swallow. Right. And I think what he said in the, in the, in the, con, uh, in the article, he was talking about just to read, getting the contract. And he said, man, if they offered it to me, I would have taken it. He said, I probably would have taken it. And I was just sitting there like, wow. And he, he meant that. Now, look, at the time, there's going to be negotiations. Everybody's going to talk about certain things. And, hey, this is where we need to be. I get that part of it, right? And so at a certain point, sometimes parties shake hand. Hey, we got to move on. Appreciate it. We're going this other way. And that's, that's the NFL business, man. That's how this thing works. It's, sometimes it's sucky, and it, it, but that's how it is. I guess for me, um, just seeing that, reading that article and stuff, um, I feel like, you know, we, we – on the show, we always talk about how it's a business. That, that's the NFL. It's a business, right? Yeah. Do we expect, I mean, do we expect the, I guess, players to, I mean, I, I guess as fans, I, you can you can read on Twitter and such, but do we as fans expect like players just to kind of be able to just move on and understand that's a business, be able to move on and just go? I, I think I think, I think fans kind of take it for granted that, you know, they think players just can be able to move on and that's it and just go to the next place and not really have like the this like this feeling or attachment you know, I, I think that's I, I think it's where a lot of where it comes from. So, like, as as seems fans like, oh, you know, like well, that's it, move on to the next person. It's like for you know, we talk about like people working in cubicles and being able to be players going there and talking crap to them. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of what goes on with these free agency and the contract negotiations is essentially and a person's job, essentially, like you know, uh, being able to being let go from your job in a public forum. Right, right. People are looking for the job that they, they, they have a hard time telling their telling their folks or anyone about, you know, oh, I got let go. They don't they people avoid going to dinners or going to going out and functions because they don't want to talk about their job situation. But this is this is that but on a, on a, on a grand scale on a public stage, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, I think we forget that sometimes. And, and we do. And, and the simple fact, because we, we just we look at these players as icons, we might put them on a pedestal and we just look them as as just that just as a football player. What I talked about, we have layers. You know, we we all human, okay. And we have we have feelings like you like everybody else. And I get, look, hey man, you're making all this money. Hey, suck it up and do it. I get that part of it, and you know, he gets that part of it. But also, too, we we got to realize these things are pressures, and these things are real things in our lives that we have to deal with. And so that's why, I, 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 to me, I I'm one of those. I told my son that I think what what. Part of part of what gives me reinforcement is one, my faith. Okay. And I see Tyrone, Tyron, he's doing the same thing. His faith reinforces it because he's always thanking God for those things. And, I, and I'm like, man, that's that's beautiful because that's what it is. He understands, you know, even in the hard times, he knows God's got his back. God had brought him a, a long way. He's he knows he's been blessed, right? And sometimes what we do is because we become critical 
And like Baker's like, hey, I wish I came to a cubicle. And I heard somebody was like, well, shoot, let me get all the money you're making. And you could come to my cubicle all day and, and yell at me. Well, shoot, if somebody, if you're if you're feeding into all the criticism and whatnot and the noise, because it's, it's a lot of noise. And so it, it distracts you. And like you said, if that relationship is evaporating in front of everybody, uh, that's not a good place to be. We can look at it like the past couple of weeks. We could talk about the evaporation of, of, of relationships uh, in, in Hollywood. Man, when we talked about like how uh, talking about Dwayne Haskins, how it, it just seemed like there was no, no no compassion or empathy talking about this guy. Right. That we want to bring out the worst thing that he possibly did. Well, you know, I heard other people. They told him the truth. Yeah. But look, how about putting some grace on this thing? Man, the man just lost his life. You know, and the thing that Gil said and he it, look, and, you know, kudos to him uh, coming in and apologizing. Right. And Adam too apologizing because it, it just seemed like it was uh, it was uh, heartless in a sense. Right. Like you're just this object. And then look, nobody wants to be objectified. Nobody. And sometimes people like, I don't care to be objectified and stuff like that. But look, these guys still care about the people. They want to win for the city. They want to win for the people around them. Like we enjoy the fans. We enjoy seeing the faces. We enjoy seeing the joy on their faces and bringing them happiness. You know, to us, like we embody that, you know, because it's like, man, I can make somebody feel good because of it. If somebody tells me that they, they had a hard time and, you know, because watching me or something like that brings them a hard time to me, I'm in a position I feel of, of just privilege. And I, I love that I'm able to be able to, to, to be that. Right. Uh, but also, too, you know, on the other side of it, hey, these guys take a lot of things on and, yeah, they make the big bucks. Cool. I get that part of it. But look, the man just wanted to be here. It didn't work. You know what I'm saying? He, like I said, he ain't a robot. So he's, he's a guy that got feelings. Yeah, tuck your feelings away. Yeah, he tucked his feelings away. But sometimes w- what you love him for is the passion. And sometimes that passion comes back to bite you because you, you love him for all the things that he gives you. But sometimes him having that passion may be also, too, the one that, that convicts you, right, if you will. I, I mean, just to play devil's advocate here, because I, I, I'm 100% with you on this whole time. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Um, you know, we talk about the, the business aspect and – Tyron, right, because he talks about how, you know, it, it, it might have impacted, you know, kind of his enthusiasm on the field, like the whole, all the stuff that was going on behind, behind the scenes. Yeah. But isn't that something that, you know, you can't let, you can't let those outside factors because you're, you're, you're still getting paid for that season and that season right. is where you're at. You can't really be, and I guess, you know, it, it shows how honest he was in that interview, but like, you can't be letting those, those outs. I mean, you're a professional who's been doing this for what, six, six, seven plus years at this point. And you can't be letting that affect your play on the field where it's like, cause, and I, and I love that. We said, I'm not the fastest guy. I'm not the biggest guy. And my, my, a lot of my thing is kind of having that enthusiasm, that little spunk. And you kind of didn't have that because of what was going on behind the scenes. Right. Look, I, I and, and I do, I get that. You can't let those things get to you. Right. But sometimes they do. Yeah. Like I said, because we are human and that's the reality of it. You know, it's one thing to be, you know, kind of, you know, turning your, your emotions off and, and whatnot. But a guy who is emotional, who's an emotional player, who's an emotional leader, uh, that's part of who he is. Um, and so, hey, man, he's, he's going to feel. And sometimes we just can't help it. Hey, look, man, believe me, me being at my age, I've probably cried more than I've ever cried in my life because of things that just that touched me because I'm, I'm able to 
uh, take in some of the things and, and, and showing to me because I'm secure in my manhood. I don't mind. Like, look, I know I love deep. I love hard. I love my kids. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. I'm going to be passionate about. So I had no problems with it. it you know, me and I, I'm going to feel like I'm, I'm a you know, alpha guy anyway. And I'm look, but Hey, there's things that we had to deal with. It's, you know, we had to make decisions for our lives and for our families. And so he's making the decision for his life and his family because he's one, you know, he's, Hey man, this is, look, this is my livelihood. And I, I want to be here. I want to keep playing, you know, cause he talked about going into coaching after, you know, after he gets finished playing. So you can tell like a guy cares about it. He cares, right? You, you now all of a sudden you're going to tell him, don't care. Don't care no more. You know, if that was, that was him, he wouldn't be Tyron. He, he wouldn't be honey badger. Right. He wouldn't be that guy. So. Honestly, uh, any Chief fan who re- – and, and I, everyone, anyone who's, wa- who's watching or listening to this, I suggest you go uh, read this article. It's Kansas City Star, um, Sam McDowell. Um, and it, Great article. I, it's an amazing article. It, it shows yeah. you how, how, how good of a guy he is, and it's like – it's kind of a you – know, and I know you say this. It's like a, a lot of players feel this way about the teams they play for, but we don't, we don't hear we – don't, we don't see this raw emotion like, like that because a, right. a lot of players don't, don't want to admit some of the stuff he was saying. Um, and it was, it was honestly refreshing to see. And it's a guy who actually did care to play. He, he obviously loved Kansas city. He wanted to play. He wanted, he was embedded in the community. He didn't, he doesn't like moving. And that's one thing too. Like a lot of people are like this. A lot of people are, are normal, normal jobs. People don't want to move. They, they, they don't, they don't want to move, you know, like a company's going elsewhere. They're moving to a new city. Oh, I'm going to go find a new job in the same city. Cause I don't want to move to the other city. It's like a lot of people don't want, they want to do that. Normal people don't want to do that. And Tyron didn't want to go to, I doesn't want to go to another city. He, he was embedded here. Uh-huh. He was happy here. It's, just, it's refreshing to see that, you know, he took to Kansas City the way he did. And, uh, you know, I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but I, I, I a one year deal, give the guy one year deal, let him stay. Hey, look, it could happen. Like we say, we know after the draft, you know, things can happen. And if he's a guy who's still, who's still available, it could definitely still happen. And so a guy that you know, you know what he's, you're going to get out of him, right? But maybe they was just like, look, we just can't meet, you know, what your crime is, what, what you want from us financially. We just, we're not going to meet that. And that's just reality of it. I was telling my brother this earlier. I said, sometimes what ends up happening and what you start realizing with some of these contracts, you, you almost start outpricing the market in a sense. And I've said this before. I said, what ends up happening, guys become uh, uh, a little bit more uh easy to to get rid of right you 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 become expendable because you're making so much money and the teams don't want to invest in it they don't want to pay it and it's going to happen we're going to look this is going to work in the draft they're going to look for young guys young guys are coming in they're talented they're going to look at a veteran who's making all this money who's going to be making all this money and teams are making the decision like we can't pay this guy let's get the young guy because it's going to be less money and we can get him for cheap that's the business sense, right? And so, hey man, I get it. From a guy who who's as tough as they come, I eat glass, nails, and everything, right? Hey man, I got a little 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 tenderness to me. I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think Coach Vermeil kind of rubbed off his, his soft spot on you guys. You know that? Yeah, man. No, but <laughs> hey, look, listen, look. I, I look at it like this. Uh, you know, God gave us emotions. Sometimes you, we su- suppress certain things, right? We, it, some things we suppress. But a guy who's passionate, you don't want to suppress those things, right? And that's I think that's what he was kind of talking about, that he don't want to suppress how he feels he's passionate because he cares about his teammates, he cares about the team, he cares about the organization, he cares about the city and the fans. So, 
that's that's what I boiled down to to being. No, um, yeah, and I I I hope Tyron Matthew uh, gets as much money as he wants wherever he lands. Uh, I hope he can maybe. Yeah. He works out a deal and comes back to Kansas City because obviously he loved the city and he's done so much for the community. Um, right. That, everybody that, deserves man. that, man. Look, everybody, seriously. You know, if you if you if you at work and you feel like not being, you know, respected or 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 you know, somebody is is valuing what you do, right? Everybody has to think about a career move. Like, do I want to still stay in this thing or do I want to keep dealing with this thing over and over again? And if you go somewhere and you know the passion ain't is, is, is there from the first day. You know, to your last day, and you realize it. Like, look, man, maybe it's maybe it's time to move on. And, and that's all about getting paid your worth and, you, and how you value yourself. And that leads us to our final topic of the night. Paying off a debt can be very stressful, especially when you're keeping track of multiple monthly payment dates. If you're done with balancing all these different due dates, narrowing your debts down with a personal loan could be your answer. This will make things go much smoother with one due date a month, and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free. It won't affect your credit scores and could even save you money in the process. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Uh, so kind of in, in an off season where Devontae Adams wanted more money, Tyreek Hill wanted more money, these guys got traded, right? And yeah. uh, another, another offensive weapon, uh, Debo Samuel, who arguably might be one of the best offensive weapons in the league. You can put him pretty much anywhere on the field. Um, he's very, he's a, he's a different offensive weapon than Tyree kill, but like, I would say they're both up there as far as like top, top offensive weapons. Um, yeah. so recently he, uh, unfollowed the San Francisco 49ers on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. got rid of every photo that he had with a, a 49er apparel. Um, and then Ooh. reports came out that he, he wants 25 million a year annually. And a guy like that, he definitely knows how much he's getting. He's getting he, his body's taking a beating, carrying the ball, catching the ball, returns everything. You know, he definitely yeah. knows his worth. Right, um, right. And he wants to get paid before. You know, who who knows what could happen with, with a guy who touches the ball as much as he does? You know, we 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 we've seen the uh, running backs who've had carries to you know three hundred carries and you know, gotten hurt and you know never were the same again. So he definitely wants to get paid before. What, what, God forbid anything happens to him. But right. twenty five million a year is what he reportedly wants annually. Um, and so recently the 49ers have been, uh, actually hearing offers cause they want to, if they are going to trade them, they want to haul a draft picks. Sound familiar? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so like the question is, uh, and a report actually came out right before we got on the show tonight that one of DK Metcalf, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, AJ Brown could be traded, um, on by draft night. Um, one of them could be traded. Uh, so with Debo Samuel, Twenty-five million is 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 in the ballpark of what we offer Tyreek Hill, which Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill declined because he, he wanted to be the number one paid highest paid receiver. Which yeah. we, did, we didn't match that. So my question is: that speculation. No one, no one's linked us to Debo Samuel at all. But speculation. We've talked on the show how we haven't spent really any money since we did the Tyreek Hill trade, um, and we were like, "Why? Why is that?" And we're talking about a need of uh, a receiver. We might be drafting one in the first round. But let me put this to you, JD. Um, would you trade the picks that we got from, from the Miami Dolphins for Tyreek Hill? Would you trade those same picks and that same deal to the 49ers 
for Debo Samuel, who is two years younger than Tyreek Hill, who will be paid less than Tyreek Hill, um, and is probably one of the most dynamic offensive weapons in the NFL right now. Um, would you trade the same picks that we got for Tyreek Hill? Essentially, a Tyreek Hill for Debo Samuel swap, essentially. Would right, you do- right. Personally, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Interesting. Why, why is that? Yeah. I, look, I, we've waited so long that now, because of the draft, I'm just looking at the flexibility of what the draft gives you with all these draft picks, okay? And a guy that you had, same thing, $25 million a year for this guy. And the thing is, if you, you know, you're talking about moving up and maybe getting a receiver and look, we got some guys in the room and you want to get a guy for a long-term deal. And the thing is, uh, I like Debo. He, he is, a, he is absolutely a weapon. No doubt about it. And it's just me personally. I, that's my personal check. Uh, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we got these draft picks for a reason. Okay. There's some things we have not moved on. Okay. There is needs that we have that we need to feel. And I think those draft picks will at least fill some of those holes. That's how I feel about it. And maybe weeks before you, the need for the player, maybe it was thinking about it, but we, man, we're so close to this thing. All the picks for, I don't know. And painting 25 million. I don't know. I just, to me, I'm like, Hey man, look, look, this, this wait, this is wait. See what we got, who's going to be there. And then, you know, we'll kind of we'll, we'll let just fall as they may. But I, I look, Debo, without a doubt, is a talent. No doubt about it. I know they offered that to Tyreek. Tyreek has been here. We know what Tyreek can do. We know what D- Debo can do. Different players. But I think the Chiefs at a certain point was like, when they said, hey, you know what? You want to go out here on the market? Go ahead. And I think it's in their, in their thinking, they was like, look, we can wheel and deal in different ways where we're not giving up everything. I think, we, you know, we got a, a sweet deal, man, from the Dolphins. That's how I look at it. I know everybody does all the picks and, oh, you know, this is highest projected and it's really this pick. And look, you never know what you're going to get in the draft, right? That's kind of like one of those things is a crapshoot. But, hey, look, you might find some, some really good guys. And I said, like, right now where we have it, free agency addressed on the defensive side of the ball like we should have. And so I think we got we to go and deal with that in the draft. I think we do. You know, we, we, there's a lot of talk with different guys coming in. You know, we were talking about uh, Bradbury and all, you know, uh, those guys coming in. Well, you know, here we are, what, a week away, week and a half away from the draft? I don't know, man. I, I, this is me, okay? You ask me, this is my answer. Everybody might disagree with me all they want to. That's why I didn't really like, like, Cordrell Patterson, He's he's a guy to me. I'm like, hey, I don't know. I'm I'm good with that. That's just me. If, if that was, I'm the guy making the decision. I'm like, look, let's let's just wait. Let's see what we can do. I don't know. We're gonna give up all the picks. Now we may we might do some willing and dealing, but let's make sure we get a deal. And I think they've been stingy enough all this time yeah. to say, let's wait for the draft because that's that's the way I look at it. So. Okay, so let's say draft night comes. Some of the guys we we wanted aren't there. It, it kind of looks bleak at the edge of the receiver. It comes to our pick, our 29th pick. Yeah. You trade 29, one of the second rounders, and it was the f- fourth, 
uh, one of the, the fourth we got um, for Debo. But the thing is, we still keep our we still keep our first, we still keep our second. Right. We, we get Debo potentially. Let's say in this in this trade, would you do that or no? Yeah, but then you you still got future drafts. You know, you know future picks that you could you know kind of will you know and deal away if you wanted to. Right. Uh, I don't know, man. I had, I had to look at it. Yeah, and look at it. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? I don't know. So I like Debo. I like Debo. Forget about the traffic. Let's say we know we don't. We have Tyreek Hill on our roster. We know we're not. We can't sign him next year. Yeah. Debo, this whole Debo thing plays out. Forget the draft picks. Swapping Debo for Tyreek Hill. Where would you say that? Knowing two years younger, he's going to get paid a little less than what Tyreek Hill. A little less. Yeah. Uh, would you do that still? No. Uh, no, and here's why. Here's 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 the reason why. Because of Debo running the football puts more hits on him. Okay. I think Tyreek, and I'm just looking at his build and his his makeup. I think he's a guy that could last a long time in his league. Because he didn't really take a whole lot of hits. He just doesn't. Tyreek, matter of fact, that's why he's able to maneuver around guys because he's like, I'm not gonna get hit. You not please, you are not gonna just tattoo on me like you want to. And so I think he he played really intelligent. It's really headsy uh, to not try not take the hits. And so I think Debo, because you know he does, he's utilized so much in different ways that I don't know. It may catch up with him. Chef Light Man for those guys, you know, you know, as a running back and receiver and all of those. Hey, it it, it may not be long. That's why he wants the twenty five now, and he deserves it. I'm not look. He deserves it without a doubt. He deserves that money, uh, and I think it should be signed for it. You know, so that that swap, I don't know. I don't know. I You know, two years younger, but hey, look, man, this thing is league. We never know how this is going to work out. So yeah. it's a new it's a it's a it's a 2022 model, but it's got like 60,000 miles on it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it, it depends on what type of car you're riding, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. um. Yeah, the, the Debo, um, the Debo thing, and, and what you're talking about, Tyree Kill. I, I think that's a what you, what you pointed out. He has done a great job since he's tra- transitioned over to being a full time receiver. Mm-hmm. If you watch him his first two years, and then what kind of what he was this past year, when he gets to a situation where he's about to get tackled, he does a little juke and he goes out of bounds. I mean, he he does a great job avoiding the, the hits or the unnecessary contact. He just goes out of bounds. I mean, you're prolonging your career with his unnecessary hits. Hey man, look, it, it's it's an executive decision. Right, it's a career decision. I'm not gonna get hit like that. I'm gonna run out of bounds. I'm just, I'm not gonna do that. I need to last as long as I need to last in here to be effective for my team. Uh, and sometimes what you see when guys play hard and whatnot, that you start taking some some bruises and some some beating. We see it in different, you know, different guys, in tight ends, running backs. You know, guy is starting to run the football. You know, kind of a lot. It's, it's it, it starts to. Uh, take its toe on the body. So that's, that's the reason I say that. Uh, but I like Debo. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like Debo a lot. Like he's, he's a heck of a player. You know, I love to have him. You know, the thing is, you know, we, we won't pay them, you know, a ticket and give, I don't know. I don't know. Me, personally, like I said right now. Mm. Um, uh, hypothetically, though, how would he fit in this offense? How, would he fit that's, well in this offense? That, that's the thing. I think he would. I'm, a guy like that, man, he'll fit anywhere. I mean, we're going to make it work. So we we did that. Guess what? Shh, I'm just read, turn the page out of the book. Shh. 
let's, let's start drawing some things up. And so you got masterminds back there, right? You got Reed, uh, you got the enemy and Nagy, man, they'll figure it out. I would. I'm like, look, this guy's here. Now we know what we're going to start. We're going to uh, start promoting this guy. We're going to have to. You ain't bring him here for him to be, you know, uh, you know, just to look good. We, we paying him twenty five million. We we want him to play, so we're gonna we're gonna feature this guy. So, if you're paying a guy twenty five million, I I, I think I, not that I've read or anything, but with the Nair situation, they they want to pay a guy who they're using as a battering ram all over the place twenty five yeah, million a year. I mean, it's like if you have that 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 Lamborghini, that fancy Lamborghini, you're not gonna you're not gonna take it on a road trip somewhere. That that's more of a Sunday. Uh, it's a nice breezy day, a nice a nice uh, warm day out. You're gonna take the, the, the Lamborghini out top down. That's not the car you go on a road trip with. No, no, we ain't going off road with this. We on the Autobahn. We going fast, right? That's what we doing. So <laughs> hey, it, it doesn't make any sense to do that. So uh, that's why that to me it, the. It just makes sense. The reason, and I'm, I'm looking at it, uh, it it just kind of with with a guy like Tyreek, uh, because you know what he can do, and you know what he's doing to defenses. Hey, you know I, that guy to me, I I like. I think guys like that. So, well, I mean, the question is, and, and really boils down, who's the better player, right? Who's the better player? Who who do you say is the better player between the two? Between Tyreek and uh, Dio Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, hey, it's your, it's, listen, it's your it's your time, your opinion. You know, let me hear you. What do you I got? Think over overall, as a football player, I would say yeah. Debo Samuel because you get you can line him up anywhere. Like, like you said, you can use him. He's an offensive weapon. You can line up anywhere. Yes, with Tyreek Hill, you can do that as well, and we've seen that mm-hmm. in the backfield. But you can't. You you, you can put Debo Samuel, and he'd be a top five running back in this league. He's top five receiver, you know, based on what we've seen, the sample size of him run between the tackles, taking an outside jet sweeps, you know, uh, line, lining up as your X receiver, lining up as your slot receiver. I mean, you can, you can use him all over the place. Yeah, you could do the same with Tyreek, but yeah. it's the other aspect of being able to run between the tackles with him. Fourth and inches, the, the, the Niners are putting him back there and running, running trap power with him. So, okay. And, and this, is what, this is what I looked at. So, uh, to me, it's kind of it, – and I know he was saying it's kind of gimmicky with a guy like that, right? How long is that going to last having him run between the tackles that way? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's, that's the only thing with that, right? I mean, it, it looks good, and he's utilized this way for the time being to, to get what you want. How long is he going to be able to last in the league being that guy is the question. That's how I look at it. So, Well, well a guy like that um... – Five, five to eight. Okay, let's say five to eight carries a game from the from the from the tailback position. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. is? It, I I think that would, would be another. I mean, and, and that's the thing we have. See, let's say he was on the team. We have Ceh. We have Ronald Jones now with this team. We don't really yeah. need to use him in the backfield that much. Maybe three three to five carries a game. Maybe just situationally. I mean, I tell you, I tell you what. If I'm a defensive coordinator, they give the ball to Debo, light his. Tail up. That's why I'd be like every time. You see this guy? He gets the ball. You light him up. He gonna tip through, tiptoe through the hole. Every chance you get, hat on it. Put your hats on him. We gonna we gonna get him out of running the football. Yeah, that's how you do it. Lay it, lay it. We you know we used to say Rydell, Rydell Hammonds, or that shut. Put that shut that Rydell on him. That'll soften him up a little bit. So I, I, that's how I look at it. 
That, that would be my philosophy. Like, look, we don't do. And of course, Tyreek, you had to, you know, uh, adjust to the things he was doing. Uh, but yeah, man, look, Debo, without a doubt, man, is a talent. I, I, I love it. I love and, and matter of fact, remember we had this conversation uh maybe a month or so ago about Tyree. We was talking about you know, do you utilize Tyreek like Debo? Well, no, they two different t- type of players. Now, jet sweeps and whatnot, reverses make sense, right? You you I definitely uh you want to um outflank the defense, right? Get them to the outside, that's what you want to be able to do. Debo has that skill set. He could get in between the tackles. That's fine. I just, to me, shoot, I don't know. Is he going to be able to keep taking that type of punishment, right? So that's that's where I look at it. But, man, he, man he's a heck of a receiver. He, man, he can do it all. He can do it all. Swiss Army knife, man, he's got it. He's got it. So, uh, And player comparison, the guy we talked about last week with the big hands, uh, Traylon Burks. Player comp, uh, Debo Samuel. So, and he, and based on mock drafts, he can, he might be at that pick based on a lot of mock drafts. He might be there at one of our two first round picks. So, right. So, if you get him, then, you know, that Debo, you know, it's out the corner. You, plus, you save money. You get more people. <laughs> money goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's funny about the Tyra Kill last thing, the Tyra Kill Debo thing, um, um, Coach McDaniels actually said two weeks ago they plan on using uh, Tyreek Hill like Debo Samuel. So I thought it was funny because we had that question, and he said they yeah. plan on using him like uh, Debo Samuel. So I'm very interested to see how they use him because, as we said, you can't run him between the tackles like like Debo Samuel. Right, right. And the, the thing is, if they try it and they take a hit, they're going to realize they got 30 some million dollars on the line, and then we're going to be like, look, we don't want to do this. But sure, we look, we got – uh, Waddell and, and, and Hill, let them torch defenses in a different way, okay? We, we pay running backs to do that, mm. you know? Let, let them guys tote it. Let them guys get it. So well, they, 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 they used to pay running backs like that, but not, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. But I, I look, if I know I got, like you said, a Ferrari, uh-huh. I ain't taking him. <laughs> I ain't taking him off-road for what reason? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, no, no. <laughs> get out of the car, right? Hey. But- It'll be it'll be interesting to see if they do. It. Let's say San Francisco does pay him the twenty five million. Are they good? I want to see how how often they're going to put him in the backfield because they have Eli Mitchell who looked amazing last year. It was a steal in sixth yeah. round. Um, right. But will they use him? I, I was, will they use him less in the backfield? Like they have to twenty five million a year. Yeah, man. I, look, listen, twenty five million a year, uh, and you just got to pick and choose when you're going to do it, right. Right? right? But like you said, maybe the eight or nine, trying to get to the playoffs and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Hey, commodity, we're going to use you. But once you start seeing that $25 million is sitting over there and you, you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you sitting over looking at your Ferrari and they throwing mud on it and you, you know, <laughs> trying to take it through the heels. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No, sir. <laughs> Somebody better make an executive decision. Uh, We're not going to do that. Get him out the backfield. No, that's my money. Mm-hmm. Out of here. So, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's like one of those things. Like, oh, it's not gonna. It, it, like, I feel like for last, like this, until up until this off season in the NFL, this year has been mo- the most like the NBA in the NFL season because in the past, like you always hear rumblings of guys always unhappy, he wants out, and then they end up staying with the team. This year, it's every time it's like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, they yeah. believe in they end up leaving their team, and Debo Debo's upset, and who knows, he could end up leaving the team. So I. I don't know. Never say never right now in the NFL anymore. Shoot, brother. Look, it's, it's the same old story. 
players want to get paid and owners don't want to pay them. Mm. Bottom line. And that's what it is. And so now if they get guys for cheap, cheaper, they're going to try to do it. And yeah, these hey, look, guys put, you say you stop. <laughs> isn't that the craziest part? Like, stop you unfollow <laughs> your team, take all your pictures and stuff down. <laughs> I told you, man, it's like, it's relationships, right? It's a relationship. You, yeah. It's a breakup. All of a sudden, you take your girlfriend's picture down, you know, and you stop following. They mom don't don't answer, you know, the phone call. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> what, what was your version uh, back in the day for you guys? What was your version of unfollowing their uh, the Instagram page for for a team? Like, well, <laughs> back in the day, back in the day was guys just weren't calling back, <laughs> or, or or what they would do, they would they would change their number. So a team <laughs> called, man, what's hey? I thought his number was such and so. Well, he got a new phone, right? And, and so he had to go through the agent. Well, he got a new phone. Well, he's over here doing this. And so that was like, look, y'all handle that. Y'all handle that that part of it. Uh, and then they would have like, of course, the position coach or somebody trying to be in your ear with a head coach call. You're like, hey, man, what's going on? What's the deal? It's like, man, look, it's hey, these contract mans are, are crazy. And right now we're not really seeing eye to eye. Like, what's going on? But that's what I love. You know what I loved about kind of back in that day? is uh, people kind of up front a little bit more, like kind of going to the owner or the GM, like, look, man, like, what's going on, right? It wasn't always on, you know, Twitter or social media and, you know, it wasn't always that. It was always go, doom, 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 knock on the door. Hey, what's happening? Tell me what's up. Talk to me. And that's how it was. I, I, I like business being done that way as opposed to the other way. You know, you look at our ESPN and you've been traded. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, that's the crazy part. So it, it's so simple now, as far as like you can get your point across by unfollowing or unfriending. Yeah, um, yeah. But but as you say, it's not it's not really like this this conversation. It's more passive, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Yeah, that's funny. Changing changing numbers. That's a, that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna change it. I'm getting a new phone. I just got a new phone. What? Oh yeah, yeah, too. Like, look, they could lose my number. We ain't, we ain't close at all. So, but yeah, man. Funny. All right. Well, guys, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. Next week, as we mentioned last week, we have a full on mock draft show. Uh, we're going to have the, the head scouting uh, director of uh, NFL Draft Diamonds coming on. JD is going to go over his picks for the rounds one through four. And then they're going to uh, tell us kind of a, give us the analysis on each player and if those players will still be around there and what other players could be of that same position, what, what could be in that based on their mocks and their, their analysis and scouting. So it's going to be a fun <laughs> show. <laughs> you ready, ready to play Brett Veach next week? I guess, man. I, hey, man, it, it's all up in the air for me. So I don't even matter. So I, I could write up everything and it could be thrown out the window, a whole totally different. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So I hope everybody enjoys the show, man. It was good. It was a good talk. Good topic, you know, kind of talking this week. You know, and I, and I like the response from other people. I think it's good to engage uh, some of the guys and some of the, you know, the uh, the girls out there and the fans, man. So uh, keep sending us, you know, critiques, talks, conversations. We love it. We don't, we don't uh, shy away from anything. It's always good. Let's have it. Welcome at all. So we'll, we'll be seeing you guys on the internet in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.